Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. All right, today we cover Exodus 32, 33, and 34, along with Proverbs 6. Today's reading is one of those that is is frustrating because we see the the weakness of God's people, and not only is it disappointing because we see their sin, but uh, it also, I think, causes us to see our own weakness, the, the way that they so quickly turn um, from the Lord and the way they so quickly give their hearts to, to worldly things reminds us a lot of how we can do the same thing. Whenever we read the sins of other people in the Bible, <coughs> pardon me, I think there's always a temptation uh, on the one hand to say, you know, what, what, what's wrong with these people? How, how can they be like that? Um, and I think what we must do is learn from their lessons, but also be willing to see uh, how unfortunately their weaknesses still reside in us. And when we see the sins of other people should drive us to humility and repentance and to be reminded uh, that sin can so easily remain in our own hearts and that we should be people quick to confess our sin, quick to turn to the Lord, uh, and desperately depend upon His mercy every single day. Uh, so here are five things we see in the reading today. Exodus 32 to 34, number one, the people ask Aaron to make them gods to lead them. Chapter 32, verse 1, up, make us gods who shall go before us. Number two, Aaron takes the gold of the people and fashion a golden calf. And so doing, they violate the first three commandments. Um, it, it, it's, it's amazing how quickly they fall into sin. And, and again, rather than that creating a kind of, of arrogance or pride in our heart as we look down upon other people that sin in the Scripture it ought to cause us to look at our own hearts and say, where, where do I do the same thing? Uh, where is it that, that God has um, led me and, and shown me the way and, and come through for me? And then where do I so quickly uh, be prone to forget? How can I so quickly be prone to do things my own way or to follow the things of the world? Um, it, it's, it, it's really heartbreaking to see how quickly people... Uh, both in Scripture and in our day, uh, can so quickly forget the, the faithfulness of God. Thirdly, Moses intercedes for the people and asks God for mercy. Um, God had uh, not decreed this destruction. Uh, he had threatened it. And, and Moses, doing what God's people should do, uh, intercedes pleading for mercy uh, from the Lord. Fourth, after Moses broke the tablets, he goes back to Mount Sinai, and God writes them again. And then number five, Moses' face was shining after he met with the Lord. Um, it reminds me a little bit in the book of Acts, where the people say that, that the apostles, though they were ordinary men, they could tell they had been with Jesus. Um, when, when, when Moses was with the Lord, uh, people could tell that, that he had met with him. 
So five applications today. Number one, temptation never takes a day off. This is one of the reasons why, as God's people, we should be daily in the Word, daily in prayer. Not from a legalistic mindset um, that if you have a quiet time every single day, God is pleased, and if you miss a day, uh, God is angry at you, and if you have your prayer time every day, uh, God is happy again, and if you miss a day of prayer, uh, God is mad again. Not that mindset. It's a mindset that understands that the enemy never takes a day off. Uh, temptation uh, calls no timeouts. And so if our enemy is pursuing us every day, and if our enemy would desire uh, to, to tempt us into sin day after day after day, it is with a heart of desperation that we come to the Lord clinging to Him, reminding ourselves of how much we need Him. We need His Word. We need time in His presence. We need um, to confess our sin. We need the humility that comes from repentance. We need the strength that comes from, from reading His Word and meditating on His Word. And so we come to the Lord in love, in desperation, in need, in reliance, in trust, in belief that the Lord has what we need and provides what we need. And at the same time, we remind ourselves that we come to the Lord daily because without Him, we can't be strong. On our own, in our flesh, we don't have what we need to remain strong. And we know our enemy is, is coming after us every day, that temptation never takes a day off. And so we worship the Lord daily because we trust Him, because we love Him, because we need Him, and because we put no confidence in the flesh. When we as believers don't spend time in His Word, when we don't spend time in prayer, we are putting far too much confidence in the flesh. And so because we know temptation never takes a day off, we know that our pursuit of the Lord, our time with the Lord, must also be a daily endeavor. Number two, intercessory prayer is one of the great tasks of every believer. You see the value of intercessory prayer in our reading today. The people had sinned. They were weak. Um, they were worldly. And, and, and the Lord had a right to punish them. And, and Moses had the right to be frustrated with them. And yet, what Moses does is he becomes the intercessor. He seeks the Lord on behalf of the people, asking the Lord for mercy, asking the Lord for patience and for kindness, not because the people earned it or deserved it, but because that's the character and nature of our God. And one of the things that every believer can do, every believer can be, a passionate intercessor. I really believe with all of my heart, this is one of the aspects of the Christian life that most believers um, greatly underestimate and underutilize. Sometimes we think in terms of, you know, we, we wish we had different gifts. We wish we were smarter. We wish we were better speakers. We wish we had uh, better memory. Uh, we wish we were better at organization. We wish we, we wish we were better at, at inspiring others. Whatever it may be, 
But understand that there is nothing anyone can do to stop you from being um, a committed intercessory prayer warrior. Wherever you live, whatever you do, uh, whatever your income, whatever your spiritual gifts may or may not be, you can, with passion, with faith, um, with boldness, and with humility, intercede to the Lord on behalf of others. And, and only eternity will be able to measure how much the Lord did in response to His people um, spending time in intercessory prayer. If you've got people in your life uh, that you really wish would spiritually mature and grow up, you really wish uh, people would would leave worldly, childish things behind, you really wish people would uh, just fully give themselves over to the Lord, you really wish people would turn from their sin and, and, and trust in the Lord, make it the, the work of your life to be involved in intercession for them, to come into the Lord's presence on their behalf and, and with boldness and courage, not in yourself, but in the character of God, asking, pleading, begging for the Lord to do what only the Lord can do. Right in the midst of one of the real dark chapters in the Old Testament, uh, Moses turns to do the work of intercessory prayer. And I think that should encourage us today. Number three, we must publicly live on the Lord's side. Chapter uh, 32, verse 26. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? It's a great question. Who is on the Lord's side? I think that's something we should ask ourselves to ensure that we are on the Lord's side. I think that's a good word for our churches. Uh, there are a lot of people that go to church every Sunday because they want the Lord to be on their side. They want the Lord to bless their plans. Um, but the question is not, um, will the Lord bless what we do? The question is, are we on His side? Does He have our hearts? Do we belong to Him? Are we committed to His will and His name? And in his goal. Who is on the Lord's side? So just stop even right now and see to it today that you are on the Lord's side, that, that you love Him, that you believe Him, that you're following Him. And if in any way your heart is not on the Lord's side today, if in any way you are seeking selfish or worldly ambitions, confess those things and turn from them. Number four, the Lord is gracious and full of love. Chapter 34, uh, verse 6, we see a great statement of the character of God. It says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands. Our God is merciful. He is gracious. He is slow to anger. He is abounding in steadfast love. And He is faithful. If you need kind of a jump start to your prayer life today, just start right there. 
just today, just stop and say, Lord, you are merciful. And take time in prayer to recite how the Lord has shown you mercy. Say, Lord, you are gracious. And take time to, to say to the Lord how you've experienced his grace. Lord, you are slow to anger. And take time to thank the Lord for how patient he has been with you. Lord, you are abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And take time in prayer to just recite to the Lord how you've experienced his faithfulness over and over again. Nothing energizes our hearts spiritually like remembering God's patience and his kindness to us. Take uh, that verse right there, uh, Exodus 34, 6 and 7, and just turn that into a prayer to the Lord today. And then finally, number five, being with the Lord changes us. Being with the Lord changes us. We saw that in the, in the, the face, the countenance of Moses, we see it in the New Testament again, as the people said, perceiving these were common, ordinary men, yet they knew they had been with Jesus. People will know that we've been with Jesus. When we read the Word, when we pray, when we confess our sin, there is a kindness, there is a humility, there is a boldness, there is a passion, there is a love, there is a warmth that the Holy Spirit produces in our hearts because we've spent time with the Lord. Uh, it should be evident to those around us that we have been with the Lord. And I also think the opposite is true. I think when we're not spending time with the Lord, I think that becomes evident too. I think we become easily made angry. Uh, I think we become bitter. I think we become slow to forgive. I think we become uh, arrogant. I think we become self-reliant. It's true that when we're with the Lord, it changes us. Also true that when we're not with the Lord, that has an impact on us as well. So let's, let's end where we began. If temptation never takes a day off, then our pursuit of the Lord and our need for the Lord cannot take a day off either. Spend time with the Lord each day. It changes us and it impacts us. And then finally, a summary from Proverbs 6. Flirting with temptation will burn us and it cannot leave us unaffected. You don't carry hot items and not be burned. You don't walk on hot coals and not be scorched by them. Um, make no provision for the flesh. Don't play. Don't flirt. Don't dabble with temptation. Uh, avoid it. When we sin, confess it. And then daily let us seek the Lord who is gracious and faithful and abounding in loving kindness. Hope that's an encouragement to you today.